Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. I'm your host, Zach. Happy Halloween and happy Samhain, everyone. This is my favorite time of year. I hope everyone has a fun night whenever you're celebrating, and please stay safe. I'm carving jack-o'-lanterns. What are y'all's plans? Whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy these stories to set the mood. If you have a story you'd like to share, email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. All right, let's get into it. Our first story comes from Chabuddy G. What was in the house? I've never really had any experiences in my life besides this, and I have a very skeptical mind, but am very open to the idea of the paranormal. I want to believe. However, I have no explanation regarding this incident. It happened to me and a couple of friends in 2011, and I've never really told anyone other than my significant other. We were 19 and in a ghost hunting phase, and had been to some reportedly haunted sites and didn't have any experiences to speak of. We had heard of a small abandoned village, Hamlet, a short way out of the city, that we were told was very creepy and unsettling. Side note, my grandma, it turns out, was actually born there of all places. It was a very small town with maybe 50 to 100 people that was abandoned reportedly overnight in the 50s. We decided to go there after dark one evening. All that remains is the collapsed general store one house, and a perfectly preserved Ukrainian Orthodox church. The small house had the windows and doors removed. We explored inside. There was still wallpaper in the bedroom's living room and some old items in the kitchen. It was very creepy, but mainly because it was dark in the middle of nowhere. We took some videos of the inside and left shortly after. When we got home, we watched the videos and didn't see anything. We picked up something that sounded like a girl saying, please no. It wasn't clear, so I really didn't think it was anything. Something compelled us to go back a few weeks later, and this is when shit got real. I decided to print off some questions in Latin because I saw a YouTube video saying that an inhuman spirit would respond to Latin. It was mostly to creep out another friend that tagged along this time. I was a jackass. The second we drove up to the house, the feeling was different this time. I felt dread. The three of us, our one friend refused to get out of the car, decided to go back in the house and discovered it had a dirt cellar. So we went down. It was your average dirt basement, absolutely nothing in there except a few old broken jars. We went back upstairs, one friend went back to the car. I stood on the porch leaning into the window while my other friend stood on the grass maybe 10 feet behind me. This is when I decided to start asking the questions in Latin while recording. I asked things like, is there anyone here? Who or what are you? And lastly, Show yourself. At this point, there was a sound from inside the house. I said it again, and before I could even finish, boom, 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 
It sounded like something coming up from the basement, and fast. I screamed loudly, as did the friend who was behind me. We ran to my car, and my one friend was already in the driver's seat. We barely got into the car before she was peeling down the dirt road. I cried a little bit, and I don't think there was a word spoken by anyone. There was no way it was an animal or a person inside the house. It was tiny, and nowhere for an animal or person to hide. Plus, we had just been through the entire house ourselves. There was nothing on the video other than me screaming and telling my friend to go when I got into the car. I have no clue what happened that night, but it scared me to my core, although made me more curious. I've been to other allegedly haunted places since, but have never had another encounter. I haven't been back there since, and I don't intend to return. This story comes from Steps to Peace. Okay, so here's one of my experiences of the paranormal. About 12 years ago, my granddaughter and I were living together in a two-bedroom apartment that was situated on the top floor of a huge apartment complex. My granddaughter was around three at the time. My youngest son had moved out months back, so it was just me and her. My son was living about an hour away, and only the landlord and I had a key to the place. My bedroom, with a walk-in closet, was in the back of the apartment. My bedroom was pretty small, so I decided to move my dresser into the walk-in closet to save some room in my bedroom. The dresser fits perfectly next to the only door leading into the closet, so much so that when you open the door, it would almost scrape against the dresser. I don't remember where my granddaughter and I went, but when we came home, for whatever reason, I eventually went to my walk-in. The door was closed, which I didn't think much about, but when I went to open the door, it opened about four inches and suddenly stopped. I was instantly scared. My first thought was, who was in there? I didn't have anything in my closet except the dresser I found myself presently looking at, the clothes that were hung up, and the row of books I had on the shelf that lined the top of my closet. I stood there, frozen with my hand on the door, listening and trying to process the situation. I thought if it was a person, they would have said something by now. So I slowly started pushing the door while trying to squeeze my head between the dresser and the edge of the door to see what it was that was blocking the door. When there was finally enough room to see what was blocking the door, my head began reeling from what I saw. A stack of my books, about a foot and a half high, was stacked perfectly against the door. You must remember that, one, there was only one way into the closet, and two, my dresser came to the edge of the door. There was no room to be able to squeeze the books between the dresser and the edge of the door for the books to be stacked so close to the door. Putting some thought into it, I came up with how someone could pull it off with a lot of effort and some cardboard, but... Who would think of such a thing or take the time to actually do it? 
I know I didn't do it, and I know my landlord wouldn't have done it, and no one else had a key to my place. Is it the scariest of stories? No. But it's exactly what happened, and it's real. And 12 years later, I still don't have a rational reason for whatever happened, besides it being paranormal. This story comes from Michael Hammer. We have a peeker. Shortly after we moved into this house, a 1990s-era manufactured home, we all experienced the same or similar paranormal events. The most common one we named the peeker. I'll start with some background info. My wife is gifted. We aren't even sure what to call her gift as it is multifaceted, but she can see events in detail, past, present, and future. She gets information that she has no way of knowing. Most of it consists of warnings and cautions. She can sense spirits, human or other, and often sees them. She has been visited by several close associates and relatives shortly after they have died. She is the most sensitive of us. My daughter, who is now in her mid-teens, is the second most sensitive. She had an imaginary friend for years that we eventually had to banish with a ritual when it started getting possessive and creepy. I have seen evidence that it really existed outside of her imagination. The gift has faded somewhat for her as she matures, but she keeps her TV covered when it's off and keeps a jar of blessed and charged witch's salt and a bottle of holy water in her room. I am the least gifted in the house, but more gifted than a normal person. Most of my gifts feel ancient, primitive, and shamanic in nature. There have been several incidences of healing I have performed in my life. I cannot do it on command, only in the moment. I have a keen sense of danger that has kept me safe my whole life. It's a little feeling of don't, or stop, or you need to check, insert thing here, right now. I have been asked to leave the building by psychics my wife has seen because they could not read her because I was shielding her completely from them. Our house is a long rectangle. At the north end is the animal music room with a window facing the street. The bathroom at the end of the house is right next to that room. There is a long hallway from the living room to the bedrooms at the end of the house. My daughter's bedroom is the next room at the other end of the hallway. Then we have the combined and open living room dining area and kitchen. The back end of the house is the master bedroom and bath. The washer and dryer are in a little alcove off the kitchen. After we moved in, we kept noticing that our eyes kept wandering to the hallway. The hallway just felt off. Not negative, just different and uncomfortable. I quizzed my wife and she said she felt it too. The feeling that something was there. This evolved to seeing movement, but nothing was there. My brain was perceiving movement, but my eyes didn't register it. This is a common theme between my wife and me. I can sense what's there, but she can sense it better or sees it. She eventually admitted that she would see a shadow person peeking shyly at us from the hallway. 
It was a make presence. I eventually began to see it, kinda. The hallway would appear darker than normal in a defined area. Then, I started to see the actual peeker as it would retreat shyly. Sometimes it would wave a pale hand, like a fluttering bird, near the ceiling to get me to look at it. It's not harmful. However, we have had several incidents of other entities in that same hallway. After some research, we realized that the freaking medicine cabinet was a portal. It is covered with mirrors on the inside like a mirror box. I now have charged rock salt and black tourmaline on every shelf, which has helped. We also began to bless our house pretty often with rituals and incense to eject and repel negative entities. We allow for positive entities. The peeker has stayed. Every so often, I hear my daughter's door open, and she softly prays in the name of Jesus for her to be left alone, and then she tosses salt into the hallway. She hears footsteps and floor creaks outside her door sometimes. Once, she watched a deeply black shape made of smoke rise up through the floor in her room. This was when I taught her how to protect herself and not to rely on her mother and myself to do it. On the advice of my wife and a few witch friends, I have stopped buying from antique and thrift shops. I was bringing home attachments. All the old stuff I still have has been blessed and cleansed, except for one thing I forgot. Shortly after moving in and before the peeker, I bought a beat-up used electric guitar from a local thrift shop. I was told it came from an estate sale and the former owner played it at church every Sunday in the band. I brought it home, cleaned it, restrung it, and adjusted and aligned it. It's a great guitar. I was cleaning in the music room, and as I was dusting that guitar, I noticed it was perfectly in tuned. I haven't played it in a year or so. I checked the other guitars in my collection. Even the expensive ones were out of tune. It happens. It's normal. It is not normal for an off-brand, beat-up old guitar to remain in tune, unplayed for a year. My daughter does not play or know how to tune. Then it all clicked for me. The man played this instrument for two decades at church. He died. He was a Christian, so I would assume he would have been a positive ghost. I hadn't cleansed or blessed this guitar like I have the ones I bought since then. Could the peeker be the former owner of this guitar with an attachment? Could he be energized by the portal medicine cabinet allowing him to gain the power to become visible even to me? I'm going to find out in a few days when I ritually cleanse and bless the guitar to free the attachment. What do you think? This story comes from Starry Alpha 2099. When I was around 12 years old, I was at my cousin's house for a party. I'm pretty sure it was around Christmas time. We were hanging out in their backyard and woods. Part of their backyard is a wooded area. And came to this tree that used to have a tree house in it. All that is left of that tree house is some steps leading to it and a few platforms. Not safe to get up if you can even at all. 
My cousin, eight male at the time, told us the story about how the kids who had that treehouse died when it collapsed. I thought this was a bunch of BS, but went with it. We eventually headed back to the house, but I decided to go back into the woods alone. As I was walking into the woods, I felt a strange sense of calm wash over me, like I was safe there, safer than anywhere else. As I'm walking, I'm looking around and I see a light blue and white checkered flag up in a super thin tree that I didn't notice before. As I was looking at this and trying to figure out how it got there, I started to hear kids' voices, laughing, talking, and just having fun. I didn't think too much of it at the time as my cousins were out in the treehouse, a new one they built, not the old rundown one. As I'm walking closer to the old treehouse, the voices seemed louder, and I looked back up at the flag. It was moving, despite there not being any wind. I shook it off as I couldn't feel the wind from down here, but maybe up there there was wind and looked back down. That's when I saw them. Six children with white skin. Like snow white skin. There was no snow on the ground, by the way. They all seemed to be wearing winter gear, though dull and dirty looking. They were walking towards me, but I didn't run. I wasn't afraid for some reason. I heard a branch snap, and that's when I ran. As I went back to my cousin's house, I was surprised to see they weren't outside. I found them in the living room playing video games. When I asked them when they came in, they said, When you were walking into the woods, why? The kids I heard weren't them. Still don't know to this day who those kids were. They weren't other neighbor kids, as none of them lived close to my cousins. Were they a figment of my imagination? Whatever it was, it's one of the reasons I believe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. Just a reminder, after this episode, I will return to a more bi-weekly upload schedule. I'd like to thank Chabuddy G, Steps to Peace, Michael Hammer, and Starry Alpha 2099 for letting me read their stories, and as always to Oscar for the intro music. If you have a story you'd like to share, email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Connect with me on Instagram and Twitter and show me your jack-o'-lanterns. Finally, please leave a rate and review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're available to so that more people can find us. Have a happy and safe Halloween, everyone. Bye, y'all.